Welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Natural Medicine. This podcast highlights the benefits of natural medicine as it pertains to Black women's health. It provides education and evidence-based holistic resources to address everyday health concerns for Black women of all ages and their families. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. Please consult with your naturopathic doctor or other medical care provider before adopting any recommendations mentioned in this show. Now, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Natural Medicine. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Ellis, and today we have a pretty interesting topic. It's one that most of us do not enjoy talking about, but it is very important to our health and is actually a really big indicator of how well or unwell we are. And that is our poop. Yes, today we're talking about poop. And if you've ever been to a naturopathic doctor or if you haven't, we we kind of love talking about your poop. And it's more than just are you going? How often are you going? We kind of get into the nitty-gritty details. Most of my patients and my clients are just like, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't look at my poop. That's disgusting. Today, I'm going to talk to you more about how many poops you should be having, what they should look like, what signs of issues can be, what happens if you're going too often, if you're not going enough some what I call poop red flags, things that you absolutely should not miss. And if you notice them, you definitely need to go and see your doctor. And then lastly, some tips on having better bowel movements. Now, before I get started, y'all, please hold on because Alexa is out here really loud. I will be right back. Sometimes you got to, you know, use the mama voice on them. All right. (laughs) So how many poops per day should you be having now if you talk to a regular doctor they will tell you it can range from three times a day to three times a week if you're working with a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor like myself we're going to tell you that you need to be going at least once a day ideally three times a day after every meal some folks are not like that personally i'm not like that but at least once a day now What should your poops look like? Well, I always have my clients look at something called the Bristol stool chart. It's a really great image to kind of help you figure out if your poops are normal, if they, if you're leaning towards constipation or diarrhea. I mean, we all know what diarrhea is, but some people think that they're good, but really they're having constipation. So I always have people look at this chart. And basically, you should be a number four and sometimes a number three on the Bristol stool chart. And that means that the poop looks like a snake. It's smooth, easy to pass, and is a shade of brown. It could range from dark brown to kind of light-ish brown, but not too light. And I'll talk more about that later. But now that you know kind of what it should look like in shape and in color, Let's talk a little bit about what can cause changes in your bowel habits. So, ladies, you know, 
that your poop can definitely change around your cycle. So for some people, they can have diarrhea, which is caused by um, chemicals in your body called prostaglandins that can increase motility with your intestines. So you'll notice diarrhea. And then for some people, they actually tend towards constipation, and that's due to elevated levels of a hormone called progesterone. In addition to the hormone fluctuations, changes in your bowels can be caused by diet and lifestyle changes. So either you have started eating something new that might not really agree with you, or you're not drinking enough water, or maybe you're not as active as you used to be. You know, physical activity is directly tied to our bowel movement. So if you're used to being active and maybe you have an injury or just, you know, life happens and you stopped being as active as you usually are, you can kind of see changes and issues with your bowel movements. And then sometimes when you notice changes in your bowel movements, that's a sign that you need to go see your doctor. I mentioned about a month or so ago, just kind of debating on whether or not I wanted to talk about colorectal cancer, especially given the loss of Chadwick Boseman and Greg Leakes. But, you know, this is why this episode is so important because our bowel movements tell us so much about our body. And so you, if you're having sudden changes to your bowels and it's painful, it's bothersome, please, please, please go see your doctor. It could, in some cases, be the difference between life and death. So what is the issue with not pooping enough? You know, some people are like, eh, I poop like three times a week, I'm fine. But the issue is with constipation, oftentimes you'll experience pain and you'll experience straining that can cause hemorrhoids, which are painful. If you've ever been pregnant, ever gave birth, you know, hemorrhoids are not fun. But bigger picture, it can cause an issue because our poop is our waste. So it's our body's natural way of getting rid of waste. But if your poop is kind of hanging around in your um, colon, then those toxins are being reabsorbed into the body and kind of recirculating. So you're not being as effective in getting rid of those toxins and waste. Now, here's the issue with pooping too much, which is diarrhea, which we know can be just loose stools or watery stools. And typically diarrhea is like more than three poops per day. Diarrhea can be caused by viral infections, food intolerances or sensitivities. If you are lactose intolerant, then you know what I mean. But the issue with having diarrhea or pooping too much is that one, that rapid transit time, like your body's just really getting rid of your stool very quickly, your body just doesn't have enough time to absorb those nutrients. And so you're, you might be eating well, but your body's not really getting a chance to absorb the good stuff from the food before it's being released out the other end. And also chronic diarrhea can lead to dehydration fatigue, and irritation around your anus, which is never fun. So that's why it's not really good to be on either end, constipation or diarrhea. Now, poop red flags. These are signs that you need to go see your doctor ASAP. 
These are never normal and generally always a sign of a larger issue at hand. So number one, blood. If you see blood in your stool, that is always a red flag. It should always be met with prompt medical attention. Now, a caveat is occasionally blood can be seen on the tissue and on the surface of the stool, but not within the stool. And that can be caused by hemorrhoids. So if you're chronically constipated or if you are, if you're a new mom, you've just given birth or you're in the later stages of pregnancy, you may experience constipation due to the hormonal changes happening and also the weight of the baby pressing down on the veins in your rectum. That can cause blood on the tissue or on the surface of the stool. That generally resolves with managing the constipation isn't really considered something that you should go see your doctor for unless it becomes incredibly painful or you need some sort of intervention. Next is mucus. So mucus is a sign of irritation, colon irritation, and it can be caused by colitis, which is just basically inflammation and irritation of your bowel, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis, and sometimes even cancer. So if you are noticing mucus in your stool and you may be wondering, okay, what does mucus look like? It looks like jelly really and it was kind of gross and nasty but it looks like a brownish kind of clear yellowish jelly you'll generally see it either in the toilet or on the tissue paper and it is a sign of inflammation in your colon and then lastly undigested food now of course it's normal to see like corn in there because corn is something that our bodies generally have a difficulty digesting but if you're noticing other foods in your stool, like maybe greens or peppers or whatever, that's a sign that you do not have enough um, digestive enzymes to properly break down your food. And it's a sign of poor digestion. And you should definitely make an appointment to go see your doc. And then lastly, light colored pasty floating stool. That is a sign of something called steatorrhea or fat-containing stool. So your stool has a high fat content. And that's also a sign of poor absorption. It's called fat malabsorption. And can actually be an indication of an issue with your gallbladder. So if you're noticing kind of a pale-colored stool, you should absolutely go talk to your doctor about that. Now, let's talk about tips to have better bowel movements. So if you're someone who is dealing with constipation, diarrhea, maybe a mix of both, gas pain, bloating, general abdominal pain, here are my tips to have a better time passing stool and really feeling better after you have a bowel movement. So tip number one, drink more water. Last week, I talked about how much water you should be drinking. Men should be drinking 11 and a half cups of water. I know, I know. We've all been told eight cups of water a day. No, 11 and a half for men. And I'm sorry, 11 and a half for women, 15 and a half for men and for breastfeeding women. So 11 and a half for women, 
15 and a half for men and breastfeeding women. So, okay. or water, that's going to help make it easier for your stool to pass. It is great for your whole body. If you're wondering all the benefits of water, check out last week's episode. Also, eat foods that are rich in fiber. Fiber helps kind of bulk up our stool and makes it easier for it to pass through. So foods that are rich in fiber, we have whole grains, we have legumes, and fibrous vegetables. So a lot of our cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cabbage, and also leafy greens, legumes, beans, all of the things. Next, take a high quality probiotic. Now, our intestines are full of bacteria. But the great thing, you have good and you have bad bacteria. So the good bacteria, they help us break down our food. They help break down and release certain nutrients that we get from our food. And most importantly, they regulate the bad bacteria. So they kind of, you know, police the area. If there's too much bad bacteria, they will stomp it down or kill it. They keep everything working great, keeping you healthy. But antibiotics. Of course, when you take antibiotics, they're there to kill bacteria and they don't say, oh, you're a good bacteria. I'll leave you alone. They kill everything that's in there. So if you have taken a lot of antibiotics in your life, chances are you may have what's called gut dysbiosis. And that basically means you have more bad bacteria than good bacteria, which can lead to issues with your poop. So constipation or diarrhea, abdominal pain, gas, bloating, all the things. So this is where a probiotic comes in handy because it replenishes the good bacteria, kind of brings everything into balance, and then your digestive system is able to function more properly because the balance of your microbiome has been restored. So take a high-quality probiotic. It's important to note that high-quality probiotics generally need to be kept in the refrigerator because they're live bacteria. And so this keeps it fresh, keeps the organisms active, and then they're able to be better for you in your gut. Next, we have get a food sensitivity test. If you are having new onset issues and you've gone to your doctor and kind of ruled everything out, consider getting a food sensitivity panel. This will tell you if one, You have something called leaky gut, which I'll get into later. But basically, food proteins, little teeny tiny proteins, kind of leak through the walls of your cells and get into your bloodstream and can cause a lot of issues. So if you have these food sensitivities, this panel will tell you that you're having a reaction to egg, to dairy, to gluten, to a random fruit like pineapple or bananas you never know but whatever results you get from this food sensitivity panel if you then begin to eliminate these foods from your diet then you're likely able to notice a difference for some people their digestion gets so much better for others that chronic headache that they always had kind of goes away their eczema clears up there's so many different benefits of having a food sensitivity panel and then following through and eliminating those things from your diet. So that's an option. And then lastly, 
consult with your doctor. If you are having sudden changes, experiencing pain, and have noticed any of those poop red flags, please, please, please consult with your doctor and follow through with their recommendations so they can rule out anything more sinister. And then if you just need maintenance work that your gastroenterologist or your primary care just isn't capable of providing, then you can come work with someone like myself who can provide you access to these food sensitivity panels, a stool analysis, which will show all of the different aspects of what is in your stool between the different bacteria strains, yeast, fungus, parasites, enzymes, just so much different information. If you're interested in checking that out, just let me know in the comments below. You can visit my website at ellisfamilywellness.com. And I hope you guys had a wonderful time with today's episode. Um, I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys again next week. I'll talk to you soon.